Hello, everybody. Blake Ruby here. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I hope you're doing okay. I'm doing all right. It's been a week since my last show, and nothing too much unusual to report. However, there is something that I'd like to tell you about, and that is my wife and my... It's unusual, I guess. So let me start again. My wife and my stepdaughter and two grandchildren, granddaughters, are up in Indiana. They drove up there. Thanks to God, they had a safe journey. And they're visiting my wife's sister and brother in near Gary, Indiana, where my wife was born and raised, which is a pretty tough old town. You know, it used to be a steel mill town. And Michael Jackson was born and raised there. And anyway, they're up there for about 10 days, I think. So it's quite a drive they had, about 1,200 miles. My wife made it the whole way, drove the whole first one-way trip. And coming back, um, I've got two other drivers that can share the duties. But anyway, welcome to the show, which is a show about spirituality. I've got some things planned. So let me jump right in. I'd like to tell you to remember something. Could you do that for me? I'm going to say some words here. Very important that you remember them, okay? And this is about how to love each other. It's about how to have peace in the world, to end the fighting, and and love your neighbor as yourself. It's very important, please, that you remember this and also pass it along. Share this with other people because these words are straight from God, straight from the Creator. Believe me, I'll tell you a little bit more about how that's possible, but God, Creator, said these words, and I want to share them with you. Are you ready? You ready? Don't forget. You're not going to forget them, are you? You're going to pass them along, right? Please? It's very important that you do, okay? All right. You ready? Man will pray, P-R-E-Y, upon man until man learns to pray, P-R-A-Y, for man. Man will pray, just like an animal does prey on other things. In other words, kill men until man learns to pray, P-R-A-Y, for man. And myself, I pray all the time. I know it works. I've seen it work over and over and over and over again in my life. Now, I've been asking God if I can win the lottery, but so far God hasn't blessed me with that. Use a little extra money to buy another house. That would be good. But God also knows what's best for us, right? I'm sure you prayed that before or wished that I had extra money, right? But sometimes getting all that money, like someone won the Mega Millions, Jackpot yesterday, $1.2 billion. I don't know who it was, somebody up in Illinois, 
But imagine having all that money. Yes, it would be strange. It would be unusual. It would be great. However, it could also have the negative stuff associated with you know, or stay too long on the subject, but let's say you won the jackpot and then you've got all kinds of relatives, and one relative would buy me a brand new challenger. And you said, okay, I've got enough money, you know, I got hundreds of millions of dollars. I'll buy that grandson or granddaughter or challenger with a big engine, all those horsepower. And let's say within a month, they were racing it down the road at a high rate of speed and crashed. Now, if you hadn't given them that money, it's still a big one. Or let's say maybe you you won the lottery, you wanted to buy a yacht. So you buy this beautiful yacht for a few million dollars, and you go out to the seas, and by accident you get caught in a storm, and there's a rogue wave, and the, the wave comes and washes over the boat and destroys the boat, and everyone drowns, including you. Well, that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't won the lottery, if you know what I mean. So. There's no automatic person God, the creator of can see into the future and knows what's right for you and for everything. Maybe even for the the safety and wellness and peace of possible. And you have to understand that God is one who initiated the male and female, the alpha, the omega, the yin and the yang, the positive and the negative, who initiated the universe with the Big Bang. One solar system after another began forming itself until there was one galaxy, a certain amount of form, a galaxy. And when you have that many, then a new galaxy begins creating itself. Billions of light years in distance to the center of the universe where it all began. And just to give you an idea how big God the Creator, and by the way, I've talked about this on other shows before that, we are co creator gods in the making. Our objective through the process of reincarnation and many lives into the future is to perfect ourselves to the degree that we will be co-creator gods, we will never be the supreme creator of God, but we can be like God and have access to the powers of the universe, the cosmic, and know how to create. Isn't that amazing? Just think. You have the potential in your planets, children, the spirits and souls of beings, sentient beings, and your future. You just, through the process of reincarnation, many lives into the future, you might already have a lot of past lives. And the creation is growing itself 
through us. We are the energy of the universe. The Supreme Creator is huge. It's humongous beyond comprehension, my friends. Just to give you an, an example of how huge the Creator is, imagine if you were to stick your hand out towards me right now and I was to take a marble, a little marble, you know, a beautifully colored marble with blue and white and brown inside and put it right in the center of your hand and say, that was the world. That is the world. You are the creator of the world. Or even better still, imagine if that little marble was an entire galaxy. Because as we live and grow, as we turn from babies into adults, and hopefully you make it to an adult, some don't, as you know. Whether you live to be five years old or 50 or 100, that growth from a baby to the afterlife, that growth is assimilated into the spirit of the supreme creator helping to grow the universe and expand the universe, my friends. We are microcosms of the universe. Creator gods in the matter. Isn't that amazing? If you were face-to-face right now with mother and father God who created our souls and spirits, and I'm not talking about the supreme creator, mother and father God are co-creator gods. They created our spirits and our souls in this world and the solar system, and the sun, if you were face-to-face with them, if you were in their presence, their light would shine so much with power and beauty and glory. It would wash over you like a hurricane-force wind, for lack of a better way of describing it. That's why it behooves each and every one of us to develop ourselves spiritually so that we increase the lamp of our soul. Soul is the brain of the spirit, my friends. And it shines. When you were born in the it shone with a particular radiance of intensity. And the goal, one of the goals of your existence here on earth, one of your missions, and there are possibly quite a few missions for each of us, is to grow your light. So, and I've said this before in other shows, if you were born into this world with a, for example, a 61-volt lamp intensity of your soul, then you want to increase it to 100 or 150-watt intensity by the time you transition to the afterlife. Anyway, I'm going to do some singing today because you know me. I love to sing. In church, although I haven't practiced. It's a really cool song. I don't know if you've heard that. A Christian song. Very beautiful. Reminds me of one called the Revelation Song. And I'll sing that one too. 
along with some other songs today. And then in between the songs, I'll talk about them and, and also how they were created and why the purpose of why they were created. So let me start singing the song that I'm going to sing tomorrow. About 100 people there. And it's always that they're backing, you know, but I'm getting shot for an hour. It's a good public speaking. I mean, so I would recommend that you, if you're interested in my show and maybe having your own show, contact BBS Radio. Let them know that you would like your own show so you could talk about whatever it is you're passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about spirituality, near-death experiences, alien abductions, extraterrestrial phenomena. And, right? You all know that there's life out there. Yes? Come on now. You should know without a doubt that there is life out there. And they just haven't made contact with us. These are past shows that anybody doubtful that we're a violent species or have been in the past. Not too long ago, to 70 years ago, World War II ended, approximately. Right? We are a violent species. We've had many wars in the past. You blame them for not wanting to come down here and meet with us? How would you like to meet somebody who you know would have a gun by their side and maybe have an itchy trigger finger? But they're out there, my friend. Just like in that movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. When that spaceship landed near the White House, they sent all kinds of police and the National Guard and tanks and artillery pieces and bazookas back then and hundreds of soldiers with rifles. And one of them had an itchy trigger finger. So when the man, the being came out of the spacecraft, he got shot. He was killed. You got to check out that movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It's an incredible movie. Anyway, so the song, Our God is Greater. It's a Christian song. I'm not sure how long ago it was created, possibly five, ten years ago. And it goes like this. Water you turned into wine. And I'm going to talk about the miracles of Jesus after this. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Let me start again. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, none like you. 
Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Our God is awesome in power. Our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could ever stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand against? It is, my friends. Talking about the miracles of Jesus, turning water into wine, curing the blind, Think of the other things that Jesus did. Casting demons out of people or making them believe that they were possessed. And Well, let me rephrase that because I'm not so sure I believe in demonic possession. People, they have like multiple personalities, but they're... Well, actually, I do in demonic possession. But it's more like spirit bad spirits that have died and are on the earthly plane. My knowledge is not complete as far as all that is concerned because that's not one of that's, that hasn't been one of my areas of studies, but have you ever met somebody that's been possessed by a demon? I mean, I saw the movie The Exorcist and I suppose that's a good example of demonic possession, but you don't see that nowadays too much. Back then, a couple thousand years ago, I think it was possible, at least they gave the impression of being possessed by a demon by their actions, by their personality, by the things they said, but it might just be related to the human being condition, one of the facets of human, uh, human being's behavior, if you know what I mean. But I'll leave that up in the air and I'll say that it is possible. I do know that I read this from a near-death experience by a man called George Ritchie. He was shown people drinking at a bar, drinking alcohol, extremely drunk. And he saw these evil spirits like ghosts hanging over in the wings, so to speak. And 
my son just called. I, I clicked on decline. I'll call him back later. And they would possess that person's spirit because that person would be blind drunk. And so they could actually occupy the body of a person whose consciousness was subdued by alcohol, so to speak. Kind of like in the movie Ghost, you know, with Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg, how you can let a spirit come into your body. So in that respect, I guess that is possible in a way that I hadn't really thought about too much before, but on second thought, you know, that kind of thing, I believe is possible if you allow it. And maybe I might be responsible for the things that we do in our lives, right? At this creating new territory here, so to speak, as go on, you know, learning new things. But going back to the miracles of Jesus, what else did they do? He walked on water. He calmed the seas. He fed the people on the Sermon on the Mount. Two different times, 5,000 people at one time, 4,000 people at another time. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And he cured lepers, people who had been paralyzed for life. And I've talked about this in other shows before. And for those of you who are Orthodox Christians who don't think outside the box, you might not want to hear this because, and I've said it before in other shows, this is what I believe, and I'm entitled to my opinion. And just because my opinion is different than yours doesn't mean you're right or I'm right. I'll accept that. I keep an open mind. I've been building my reality one piece at a time, like a jigsaw. And I'm a very logical person. You know, before I continue, I was saying that there is life out there. Logically, if all this life on Earth happens by accident, it can happen by accident here in the universe. Right? Over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish in the sea, rivers, lakes, oceans, over 10,000 types of birds and reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians. I mean, all of these incredible bodies that the Creator has made. Over 5,000 types of mammals, not to mention the trees and the flowers and the fruits and the vegetables. All that life happened by accident. Logically, and even the most stout atheists would have to agree with this. With all that life here on this planet happened by accident. Logically, it could happen on another planet elsewhere in the universe. And you know they're discovering planets all the time. Right now, the number is over a thousand, I think, and discovered like a few hundred solar systems also. So. You can't use the argument, well, there's no other planet. They covered me. So going back, you have to understand, to begin with, let me explain it to you, that we are under the guardianship. We're being monitored by an extraterrestrial species, at least one, that has been in contact with us for thousands of years. All right have been in existence hundreds of thousands of years 
longer than we have. They belong in the Milky Way galaxy, but they're closer to the center, which means they're we're separated from them by by many thousands of light years. And, you know, it takes a while for a solar system to form. It's possible they've been in existence actually millions of years. I'm not sure because I haven't asked them. I don't know. They didn't tell me. Longer than we are. The point is there are some civilizations out there in our own galaxy and other galaxies that have been universe and then very quick fashion to them, might add millions of years because they existed before our Milky Way galaxy existed or if they're in the Milky Way galaxy they existed before our solar system was formed so because it's part of the supreme creators and the mother and father gods the co-creator gods of the universe's wishes and desires in accordance with the Supreme Creator's will that we help each other out. I mean, we don't give it to, they don't give it to us like on a silver planter, planter, if you know what I mean. They don't tell us, come right out and explain everything to us and give us everything we need. They're not supposed to do that. It's like one of the main rules of the universe is that civilizations have to find their own way, but they can be guided. In other words, we're taught to fish, but we're not given the fish, if you you know what I mean. But take, for example, uh, maybe a planet somewhere else in the universe that was destroyed by a nuclear holocaust. And this was under their guardianship, and it happens when people start playing with the atom, splitting the atom, and they have this potential to destroy each other. It happens around the universe. We're not the only planet with sentient beings who are in the process of evolution, and inevitably, during a sentient civilization's evolution, they discover how to split the atom, and unfortunately, you know, we're not the only violent species out there, and The point I was making is that even if we destroyed ourselves, let's say, and all the animal and plant life was destroyed because of the nuclear holocaust, they could help us out at that time by perhaps planting new plant life and and bringing animal life to help repopulate the planet. To give you an example of what I was talking about, that they can't actually directly intervene, they can help but they can't give it to us on a silver platter. You understand what I'm saying? Particular civilization, they've been monitoring Earth. They've intervened in our past quite often during Moses' time and during Jesus' time because, make no mistake about it, my friend, at one time, we were going down the wrong path totally. I mean, we've been going down the wrong path occasionally, But there are a lot of good people in this world, a lot of decent family-oriented people. The majority of us are good, fine, decent, family-oriented, fun-loving people. It's just the tyrants, the bullies, the dictators who are the minority who have run roughshod over us, so to speak, throughout the years. Know that, my friends. I would estimate the percentage 
of the good be around 80, while the bad about 20%. And we're all living in harmony on this planet and have been for hundreds of years. So they intervened in our past with Moses. Unless you think he did some of those miracles, like parting the Red Sea, like some means that you really didn't give any thought to, didn't really care about knowing more details on how it might have been done, instead of just him raising his staff, and you think that God works in a fantasy-like way, and not understanding that in the material world, the laws and principles of the material universe apply, really it was a spaceship up above with a beam that separated the Red Sea, because, as I mentioned, these particular extraterrestrials and others that are out there, they had the benefit of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of more years of developing their technology. Look how much we've done over the last couple hundred years, you know. Now just imagine if a civilization like us was out there and had the benefit of surviving, let's say, let's say we survive for another 100,000 years. How good do you think our technology would be? Pretty darn good, right? If we didn't kill each other off, if we learned to love each other by remembering what I told you at the beginning of the show, man will prey upon man until man learns to pray for man. All you people out there, you have the potential to be prayers, mighty prayer warriors like I am. You can do it. The brain is hardwired to be able to pray to your creator. You have a communication line, a telephone line to your, the creator of your soul and your spirit, your mother and father God, you can ask them whatever you want to. You can ask for their help. And the supreme creator of the universe, too. Because he's like a grandfather or she's like a grandmother. The supreme creator is both male and female, so you've got mother and father God, grandmother and grandfather, supreme creator who initiated the Big Bang, who is growing, expanding to just tremendous proportions and size. We're helping to grow the universe. Like I said, we're the energy of the universe. So these extraterrestrials, and you can read about them in a book called Abduction to the Ninth Planet. Abduction to the Ninth Planet. For Thiauba, the golden planet, they are spiritually and technology one of the three most advanced in the Milky Way galaxy. There are hermaphrodite, which means they're both male and female, kind of like transgender. They're nine feet tall. They're absolutely incredibly intelligent. They have a spaceship that can travel seven times the speed of light. They can go interdimensional. They can travel anywhere they want in the universe in a very, very fast way. And they've been given the guardianship of our Earth for thousands of years, my friends. And there are other extraterrestrial races out there that have taken an interest in Earth and are trying to make contact with us. But you have things like 9-11 that happens, and then they wonder if we ever are going to survive, if we're going to destroy ourselves. Think about 9-11. airplanes into the World Trade Center. Isn't that just uh, such an evil, unkind thing to do? All those people that died in the building... And just when we thought we were making some progress, right, something like that goes and happens. 
Nowadays, we have these active shooters. But, my friends, as long as we don't destroy ourselves, we're making good progress. And I know that's not a pleasant subject to bring up, but don't tell Hollywood that. I mean, they've been making movies now for many, many years about how we might destroy ourselves, and their movies are violent. Take John Wick, for example, John Wick 3. He killed like 112 people in that movie. Now, that's what I would call a violent movie, my friend. Don't be fooled by these fantasy violence movies. All these actors making millions of dollars to show us when the real thing happens, like an active shooter in Uvalde, which is like 80 miles from here. Oh, man. Oh, that's quite a difference. That's quite a difference. I recommend you don't watch another fantasy violence movie, my friends. But I probably will. You know, every once in a while, you, you wonder, oh, it can't be that bad. Then you start into it. I've turned many movies off. I said, this is just too violent for me, you know? Who are they trying to fool? Who are they trying to fool? Well, I won't get fooled again. I, I wish the best for the actors. You know, they can make good money in other acting roles. Give me more real life, true stories of real people. And the experiences that they have, the things that they have to go through, the pain that they endure, the successes that they accomplish, all the good things about people. Give me more of that. Less fantasy violence. But with Jesus, you remember the movie Avatar? You know how they're able to put themselves in those blue bodies? Now, just use your imagination a little bit and substitute that blue body for a human body. As if the blue body people were putting themselves in a human body. That would mean, hey, they could create a human body. Well, they created the blue body, right? They're able to walk around and function. They had a brain and a tail, eyes, was able to breathe, right? Just imagine a human body. Well, that's exactly what happened. You take a spirit and a soul, a sentient being living on a highly evolved planet like Sayuba, a planet of the ninth category, while Earth is a number one category on the level of evolution, on the scale of evolution, which means we're what they call sometimes a planet of sorrows. It's so sad, some of the stuff that goes on, you know. If it isn't war and killing, it's disease, pandemics, people dying left and right on the highways, struck by lightning, killed in tornadoes and hurricanes. It's a planet of sorrows, my friend. But you take a, a planet of the ninth category, which is a veritable paradise, a virtual paradise, where everything is in harmony, the waters are not polluted. The skies are not polluted. Everything's pristine, pure. Trees grow to be 600 feet tall. Beautiful birds of paradise everywhere. Animals living in harmony, not killing each other, eating each other. And where the order of business is loving each other and helping each other to the maximum extent possible. And there's quite a difference between a number one category and a number nine category planet. So these people on Thiawuba, if you will, people, these extraterrestrials, were given guardianship 
our planet. And a couple of thousand years ago, things weren't going so well. There was a lot of evil going on, a lot of murder, rape, incest, bestiality. And so the time was ripe for divine intervention of a very special type. Enter these extraterrestrials with Moses. One thing they had to do was get the people, the Hebrews out of Egypt, into Israel, what is now Israel. But with Jesus, they picked a man in a human being body for all those miracles because, oh, story, my friend, the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, the baby that was born in Bethlehem, was not the same Jesus who died on the cross according to the book, and according to my beliefs. Like I said, I'm entitled to my opinion. That's what it comes down to if you don't agree with me. The baby that was born in Bethlehem had to cross over what is known as the river of oblivion, like we all do when we're born into this world, where the memory of our past lives is erased. So we can focus on the very special learning environment that this planet has, basic social values, learning to love each other, all these animals killing each other and the atmosphere bearing down on us with pressure and a lot of deaths everywhere and killing and pandemics and diseases and cancer and heart disease. You know how difficult it can be to live on this planet. So that's why it's considered a Category 1 planet, also known as the planet of sorrows. That makes you, hopefully that might cheer you up a little bit, knowing that these Category 1 planets around the universe, and there are more like us, do have that reputation of, you know, at the very lower stage of evolution. So that's why, especially, it behooves us to develop ourselves spiritually so that when we do transition to the afterlife, as I mentioned, your soul's lamp will be shining brighter. Because uh, night, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here, but let me just say again, when you get in front of the mother and father God and Jesus who died on the cross and the patriarchs of the Bible, the disciples, all the great people who lived on earth, all cultures, you get to meet them. Hi, I'm back. I got cut off. Maybe it was the extraterrestrials out there that did it. Probably so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. But Star Plan was actually an actual probe that was put above the place where the baby was born and it was rendered luminous it could shine a light right down on the... That wasn't just a star, no, because it was... are constantly in motion, my friend, so it couldn't have been a star. So it burst anybody's bubble out there, but come on now, we gotta accept the truth. Seek the truth. The truth will set you free. And there's a lot of...
any my so I was talking about um I'll just jump go back to the the Jesus that came to around the Sea of Galilee three years before he was crucified and then resurrected. And he was brought there in a spaceship by these extraterrestrials I was talking about. And he had was to make the people believe in his work. And as you know, he did all those all that I mentioned, all that you know about. What I want to say is that a lot of those miracles was done, were done in coordination and association with the spaceship of the extraterrestrials up above, out of sight. Now I ask you to use your imagination again, please. Remember what Star Trek was like? Well, Star Trek was actually, it came out in the 60s. I remember seeing it when I was living in Canada. Way ahead of its time was some of the concepts that they used in the series, you know, especially the beaming down and beaming up. It's really a matter of simple matter transformation, assembling the molecules of a body of an object, reassembling them in whatever location you want them to be or want it to be. So part of the technology of a very advanced extraterrestrial species is this beaming technology and also the medical technology. Take, for example, Lazarus, raising Lazarus from the dead. Now, they were looking to make miracles, right, because the only way you're going to get people back then to believe in what you were doing, what you did, is to perform miracles. And they were ready for this. They'd done their research. They knew what was going to happen. They were able to look sure that's a capability that that very advanced civilizations have because they can leave their astral bodies. They do it. They're very spiritually developed, my friends, suffice it to say, more than we are. So they know, they can do some things that we can't comprehend, so to speak. But they were able to prepare for the, the Jesus that died on the cross to come in and they knew what he would endure, what he would encounter, the situations that he would be in. And, and there were some situations where they had to get him out of there fast when he was about to be stoned by some of the people. Because you have to understand that he came in there to change Moses' law, for one thing. Not only would the, the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees but also the people who were being dominated by these priests and scribes. And it's not an easy thing. Like what I'm telling you right now, it's kind of similar in a way to what Jesus did, changing the law, kind of saying that Moses' law is not right. I'm giving you the truth here. You know, the New Testament, in other words. The Old Testament did great things about it, but the new way was the way that Jesus led, you know, and all the miracles and all the things he said, the great wisdoms he spoke. So one has to realize just how hard it was for him. And to be in constant communication with the spaceship was the only way he could have done it. And with Lazarus, 
I don't know if you're familiar with some medical technology, but there are certain drugs that you can take that can be administered surreptitiously by, say, beaming into his room at nighttime under the cover of darkness and administering this drug so that his heart could slow down. The beat of his heart would be very, very slow and it would look like he was dead. Maybe they couldn't find a pulse. And, and so when he was actually buried in the tomb, he was still alive, but this drug was in effect in his body, keeping his heartbeat to a very low level where it appeared as if he was dead. And then they beamed inside the tomb, administered the drug to, to stimulate him to um, the anecdote, bring him back to life. Jesus knew all this. They had reviewed it. They had planned it, prepared for it. He learned the language. And so when they rolled back the stone, Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And at that time, he was already awake. And he came forth and voila, one miracle that they weren't going to forget easily. <laughs> and believe me, the, especially the, the religious leaders back then, they're skeptical, and they had, if they had something with their own eyes, they wouldn't believe it. Because why? They had to enforce Moses' law. They had to keep their grip over the people. All the while, the Romans were keeping control of everybody there in that region. So that's just one example of what you can do with a spaceship up above the clouds, out of sight, because if they'd shown themselves at a maybe not so high level, people wouldn't have only death, and they would have been freaked out when the, what's another example, the Sermon on the Mount. I'm running out of time here, my friends. I was going to sing another song. Again, matter transformation very easily done, being down fish and bread, you know, because they only had like two fish and five loaves of bread on the Sermon on the Mount that fed 5,000 people. Matter transformation, beaming it down in baskets, I might add to where the baskets came from, out of nowhere, right? All these extra baskets holding the fish and the bread, right? Have you ever thought about that? Hmm? Uh-huh. Anyway, that's what it is. Jesus was in constant communication with a spaceship, which helped him out many times. And also calm the sea. That's a very simple thing for these They know how to control the orbit of their sun. I mean, their planet around their sun. It's uh, a matter of, from what I've learned, sound waves. Sound has a very amazing quality to it. And if you know how to control it and its properties in a certain way, it can do amazing things. So these extraterrestrial species, not only the ones I was talking, telling you about, but these many very advanced civilizations have the ability to control the orbit of their own planets around us. And so calming the sea, calming the storm, you know, getting the storm to stop would be this very incredibly good technology, my friends. It's what it boils down to without getting into the details. 
technology, technology. Also, spirituality, you got to know it too, go hand in hand. They should always go hand in hand. Please don't forget that. Remember that, my friends. Spirituality and technology should go hand in hand together, develop at the same time, because if you have too much technology and not enough spirituality, then you find yourselves in a situation like we are in right now. I don't want to sing another song for you. And um, one is, um, I just want to celebrate another day of living. I've got so many songs I could sing. I just want to celebrate. I just want to celebrate. Put my faith in the people, but the people let me down. So I turned the other way and I carried on. Anyhow, I'm, I'm telling you, I just want to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Another day of living. Yeah, I just want to celebrate. Another day of living. I just want to celebrate. Another day of life. Don't let it all get you down, oh no. Don't let it turn you around and around and around and around. Well, that's one verse of it. How about I wanted to sing, uh, hold on just a second, please. One of our dogs was having a sneezing fit in there. So I closed the door. I think I've got time for maybe one more song. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. A Christmas carol in July, you say? Why not? Any time of the year is good for a Christmas carol. How still we see the light Above thy deep and dreamlessly The silent stars go by yet in thy dark street shine everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight for Christ is born of Mary and gathered all of us while mortals sleep to keep their watch of wandering love. Oh, morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God our King, and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming. 
in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us. We hear the Christmas angel, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide in us, our Lord. Emmanuel. And my friends, going back to the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, about it, he was a very advanced soul, but when a person is born into this world, going out of oblivion and losing the knowledge of one's past lives and universal knowledge, doesn't that person does not have the ability to perform the miracles like the Jesus who died on the cross. And of course, the greatest miracle of all, my friends, was the resurrection when Jesus died and he was physically dead. His body died. His heart stopped beating. He stopped breathing. They took the body to the tomb. They buried it. And they could have done it before three days. But just to add to the folklore, if you will, they beamed him out of the tomb on board the spaceship made the repairs to the body, still leaving some holes in his hands and feet to show that, indeed, they were nailed at one time. And his body, his astral body, came back in, and just like an avatar. I've got just a few seconds left, my friends. Thank you for listening. I look forward to next week. Please come back and join me, and we'll talk more about spirituality. I love you, and may the supreme creator of the universe... Bless us all, everybody. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week. Bye.